0: Welcome to the Girl Gang Collective Podcast. I am your host, Michaela Costeca, and in this first episode of the Spark series, we will divulge into conversation with spiritual healer and entrepreneur, Jocelyn Moore. As Jocelyn currently resides in Hawaii, we ask that you bear with the audio quality of this phone call. Although it might not be ideal, we still hope that this episode can provide insight and destigmatization to the many aspects of spiritual healing and entrepreneurship through social media. Girl Gang, welcome to our first podcast. In this episode, we are going to kick off our weekly Spark Series, a collection of young artists and entrepreneur interviews where so we will divulge into the subject of inspiration, business development, and craft mastery. So we welcome Jocelyn Moore today, psychics, medium, and empath. Jocelyn, hello. Good to talk to you. Hey, I'm Jocelyn Moore. I'm 21 years old. I am Native American from the Caldwell Reservation, and I currently reside in are you? What a luxury. Yeah, say. right. Well, it's so good to have you. We talked a couple days ago. Kind of regarding the same concepts we're going to be covering today, but obviously I want to start off by just asking you the basics, how you got into spiritual healing and the kind of work you do. What was the spark, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. and you might have realized you had tendencies in regards to empathy and psychic abilities that other people might not have and, and how you feel about those and the development of those goals. Honestly, like, the first that my family really remembers me doing anything, like, weird or out of the ordinary <laughs> uh, was when I was three, and we were cleaning out my grandma's attic and there was a picture of a brother who had talked away, like, eight times. He never knew him or anything like that. I just kept telling my family, I was like, oh, that's Lauren's angel. And Lauren's my sister, and my parents were like, okay, well, the a whole kid. <laughs> and it kind of wrote it off as, like, something cute and didn't really think much of it earliest times with me really remembering and um, being empath, I would feel really, really guilty when people would pass away because I would be so out. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't know that, like I would be following my eyes out and I felt so bad. Like I'm taking away from somebody else's death and like, people that knew who this person was and I don't know who they are, but like physically would pain me to be around these people mm-hmm. because I could feel every little like hurt that they were going through. And that really ties in a lot. It's just kind of like my whole entire childhood was just, just always feeling so much and not knowing really how to process everything that I was feeling. Fourth grade is really when I started to like see the future and really live it out and see it play by play by play by play by play. And that was pretty intense as fourth grader to be dreaming or seeing something and then like live it out the next day. And I really don't know how to describe it other than feeling like I was probably an out of body. It felt like everything just merged together at once, and it was so intense, and, like, I would get kind of physically sick from, like, how much it made me feel, Mm -hmm. and... So I mean, like, that was literally my entire self, was just being overwhelmed. Right, <laughs> I mean, <that's> right. <laughs> well, just, I think everyone to a degree has an emotional connection in the world around them. Yeah. Obviously, at a much higher degree, I think a lot of people like yourself, you're almost so sensitive to other people's emotions or circumstances. That's yeah. fascinating. And I think, obviously, if you have a gift such as that, it's something that you can give back in the world in return if it's you he said a majority of your childhood was kind of leading up to realizing you had greater gifts of empathy how 21 and 21 were relatively useful so there's a long road ahead of us but up until this point would you say that there was any period where it really became challenging you kind of had this discernment of okay do I tell people what I'm going through my intuition I think I'm weird will they write it off as just weird I'm is there something more to say? Yeah, can I imagine? Uh, right. Uh, it was definitely my freshman year of college it was probably, like, my hardest and darkest time. That was really hard to go through, especially because it was, like, get off the reservation and mm-hmm. I'm away from my family and I so left my freshman year of college, I had great people around me, but it was predominantly white. And so it was really just kind of surrounded by everybody that didn't understand the color of my skin and what came with it. And mm. so that added some more, like, like who am I even? And, like, going through yeah. that kind of crisis. But I definitely saw a lot of the darker things that weren't here Because like, I, mean, I can, I can stick to and I can see the bad. sometimes it's like all at once, and that can be overwhelming. But I was just seeing a lot of just kind of the dark side of disabilities that I have, and that was really overwhelming because I didn't want that. I didn't want to see the things that were there but were really there, and I didn't want to see people for who they truly were. And it really describes you how much that made me feel like an outcast, and I didn't really understand it. So I, I really just kind of tried to like cope with everything when I would party too hard and mm-hmm. I would just try to like numb everything else and like if I can numb it out then like at least it's not there but then like that just kind of put me into an even more spiral so kids don't, don't drown your problems at all yes it is <laughs> very true very good yeah, like, honestly, I'm like oh my god <laughs> I about the things. Like, yes <laughs> substances um, are for celebration not for masculine emotion. I hear a word of wisdom right there. Yeah, I put myself in counseling and honestly, like, she did the best she could with me. She, uh, she really was an amazing counselor and she really was good what she did. She made me feel normal and I think that was probably the only thing that I really needed was just to find and feel normal from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I did try some antidepressants just because of how, like, dark things work, Um, but personally not my cup of tea. I didn't like the way that it made me feel, but I know a lot of people that are on them that they Mm -hmm. are fighting, so I always recommend, like, do what you need to do to feel okay. Like, there's no shame in counseling. no shame in medication. There's no shame in any of that. Like, whatever you're maybe to do to keep yourself afloat and keep yourself like, feeling normal, then do it. And I feel like there's such a stigma on, like, what you can and can't do and what you can not talk about. And I'm just like, no, this should be an open the conversation because yes. you know, it leads too many people to feeling like they can't discuss it. It's true. So, it's true. And I, I want to divulge one to the subject of mm-hmm. Especially with your work and in your discernment of choosing to do the kind of work you do, was there any initial backlash? Did you have a level of stigma as you got kind of further involved in the psychic work? <laughs> I could assume that there's been quite a bit of stigma. Yeah, I had a lot of backlash, and um, a lot of it definitely came from family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm adopted by my dad's side, so my mom's my mom, but I'm adopted by my dad. Okay. Uh, so I have a white side of the family. And nothing wrong with that, but they were Mm -hmm. definitely the ones that were so quick to be like, "Uh, fuck no, Mm -hmm. I have spiritual leaders in my tribe that come to me. I'm pretty, like, understand the whole, like, boundaries between where my abilities go and where my abilities don't go. Um, The thing is, is like, I don't just have these because I have them. They are mine. They are Mm -hmm. my creators. And I've been giving them to help heal and help give closure and help give clarity. um, Mm -hmm. And just basically, like, live a selfless life of helping other people. And so I think that's where a lot of, like, why my abilities have, like, continued to grow and are continuing to, um, like, provide for me and creating the life that I'm trying to create because I know my place is just being selfless and I know that these aren't mine to selfishly claim that this is something Mm -hmm. that I've been given because, you know, my creator's pretty cool and he's like, hey, thanks, (laughs) do (laughs) have fun with them. Well, yeah, it definitely is a unique Class and gifts because it has no tie to religious beliefs. There's something for everyone in theory, and that's I think what's unique about it. Which is also ironic because it gets a lot of criticism, mm-hmm. but, but there's no principles about it aside from you know giving them the very... Accusing the craft of psychic work, kind of playing God. You assume that that would be messy, especially your yeah. family. from family is one of the most difficult things. Are they have yeah. the mm-hmm. closest relation to your life. We well, you made it out alive, at least. <laughs> right, and honestly, it's like... Still pushing through. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that, like, I did definitely, like, have even second guess, like, or second thought. For myself even um, when i kind of started to like get those messages but after a while like um even my dad he's very religious he went to school he was going to be pastor like he really like. He went to Bible college. And he was definitely one that, like, I was really worried about um, mm-hmm. to, like, kind of me do what I do, especially since he didn't know that I was reading tarot cards at the time. I think he was okay with me saying these things, but I don't think he, like, was okay with, like, other schools coming into play. Like, he only do, like, extra things of, like, they could be, like, spiritual warfare and like, oh my God, you have another God and well, yes, who are you? And I, and I like made sure that he was very clear that it wasn't like that at all but he came home and I was in a session and he was supposed to be home for like another two hours and this was all on still living at home during summer and working and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so afterwards up to me and he's like, you know, like, I have done a lot of pain and after seeing you like firsthand and like getting to see what type of feeling you just gave to that woman, like I know that this is like this is real and this is something that like God's giving you and I think that that's so amazing and if you're gonna be honest, it just kinda of freaks me out because of the title and you know, what the Bible says about it. And I think that's why I such a hard time like with titles of like being like, Yeah, I'm a psychic because it like, like, so well, like, like, it's a me psychic because you'll need to like the ball like right and very societally inclined. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm pretty normal. Like I live a really regular ass life. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. You say that there is a difference between just, and I would say I've had, you know, I've worked with you and I've experienced one of your sessions, and it was quite helpful. And I can honestly say that you know, my childhood and my beliefs prior were <laughs> extremely skeptical. And upon starting this podcast I I kind of want to delve into, you know, the realities, maybe not so much the level of maybe like a vice a vice publication where they go to the depths of the world and interview people. Obviously this is a much more normal situation and I'm yeah. really curious, is my future going to be predicted for me or is it going to be more of a session of profound intuition? And I keep on saying that word, but it's true. It's my session was still like, extremely surprised and thankful that you were able to tell some things about myself and kind of connect the dots to how I could better manage my over-scheduling tendency. You know, when I get stressed or overwhelmed, you kind of outsource for other ideas or concepts to give me purpose and to bring me back to some sort of goal orientation. And you were really good about pointing that out and I mean, I have not talked to you personally about these things or did it prior, so it was really interesting how you could really connect it all. And I don't know, the empathy and the level of sort of, I guess, intuition, like I said, was absolutely profound in my opinion. And I think that there's a lot of people have potential skills such as yours, but your natural refinement can really just pull facts that can help people out of what they're telling you or what you know about them. is absolutely beyond me, and I'm very glad oh. to oh. have a to sit down with you. So. Oh, right. thank you. One, it was extremely mm-hmm. helpful. Balance of and it is not always my forte, but yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. With that, um, with my sessions, I think that like the biggest thing people like, like, oh, she's in to tell I'm going to marry and, and where I'm going to be at in, like, 10 years and, like, everything I'm going to have. And I really don't think that that's my, like, job. Like, I can see all that stuff, but I, I think that that's crossing the line and the boundary that, like, my creator's put there for me when he's like, hey, like, you, I'm going to give you access to all of this. I'm going to let you see everything, but I'm going to a line here, and you can only tell them this mm-hmm. one And I think that, like, one, it's really good for me because it keeps me in line and in check because, I like, I never want to lose people they never want to um, kind of ruin somebody else's life by, like, telling them more than they need to know. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm doing my sessions, it's like I just have voices mm-hmm. in my head. Like, okay, yeah, all right, well, let's tell her this, this, and this, and then we're going to um, leave this out and who on to the next one. And so, like, my whole session is just a bunch of jumbled voices just, in my head. <laughs> what I, can, I can't and can't say. Text and balances mm-hmm. with yourself. What is yeah. possible, what is not. But that's kind of probably what makes you so unique in your work is, I yes, said, a lot of this uniqueness about what you do goes in correlation with the ability to stretch over multiple fields, multiple beliefs with different people. I don't want to cross any lines. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to, you know, play creator here. I'm just going to tell them, what I think will be beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. It would never guess that that sort of, um, yeah. process would go on in the back of your mind, but it sounds like <laughs> it's <laughs> absolute chaos. While you're it really, My whole life, really <laughs> life is just chaos. Like, and honestly, sometimes, I am my poor boyfriend, I love him so much, but he's gone through with me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> Literally. it's the worst thing in Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I have a question. So we've kind of talked about all three, I guess. In and, and you can let me know if there are more sort of principles, to what you do and your you know your gifts. Um, but I said like we can kind of break them down to you know the psychic medium element, the spiritual feeling, obviously your intuitive gifts. Would you say that each three of these are connected in some way, and then each oh, of their same. own? Yeah, yeah, they definitely kind of have all their own like elements, like, like you were saying, but they are all connected for sure. Like when I'm doing any type of psychic. Like, I have to be in tune with, you know, and I think the biggest thing that I was, like, most worried about when it came to, like, my first, like, phone call session, um, I was like, what if I can't connect to her? Like, Mm -hmm. these are all questions that I get and people are like, well, how do you connect? Like, I I honestly couldn't tell you, but as soon as I see you or like hear your voice or am in tune with just like our energy, Uh I can pull from that and like that's where I have like even in past is amazing because I can immediately feel everything. Like, all the in sessions when somebody will be crying and I'll be crying before them because I know they're going to cry, Mm -hmm. and um, so like I'm so I can feel where if I stay for. It's certain, hard, like, okay, I'm talking about, oh, we need to go through family um, issues specifically for your father um, or any other father figure in your life, uncle, brother, somebody that you look up to. And, like, they'll, like, get like, a tight feeling in my stomach. And I just know that that's because that's them reacting to that being a sensitive topic. And so then I'm like, okay, stay, like, tread lightly here, but let them know that you know it's okay to move forward. And so, like, then that's kind of how I, like, base all of, like, what I know. We just stop and go um as far as like the voices in my head to help with that too right um, and like when it comes to like, spiritual healing that's another thing And everything's always in tune, and um I do uh like energy work distance energy work and I think that one was probably I just had one on um, the day after we had our, our session and mm-hmm. that was so intense for me. I had never had a session that, like, literally put me into, like, where they had been in past lives, and that's something that I've been trying to get into, is, like, being able to divulge in people's past lives and figure out their purposes in this life and their karma and the things that they're working through and people that are reoccurring and their complaints and soulmates and all that, and every time that I've gone to study or move through it, I've gotten, like, a, okay, no, you can't do it yet, so I've stopped every single time I've tried to do this, then I like people knew what half lives were mm-hmm. and had my phone. And finally, like I got me okay and I'm in this girl's session and I'm connected to her and I'm seeing all of what she's lived and I'm watching him through this like energy work, and then all of a sudden I start talking about her past and like got all jumbled up and like made no sense and I did the first part on a half hour on a phone call and then the like, next yeah, half hour in FaceTime and like I don't know if you caught me kind of like going on a tangent about and like kind of talked to her about her life and she was just like I honestly was so confused but like it was peaceful. And so mm. she was like, I've never been so at peace. Like, I genuinely feel so, I forgot what this feeling is. I'm so glad you gotta do this when I was like, yeah. And I'm telling her about her past life that I'd seen and kind of discussed those with her and then discussed some of the things that um, she needed to understand a little bit more. But that was like my okay to like kind of get to move forward with working in the, that department of like, okay, how can I incorporate my past lives into my work that I'm doing now? How can I help people, like other people realize their past lives? And not everybody believes in that. And mm-hmm. it's like your own belief like good. Like you should always question, you should always like search for more answers. You should never just be like, okay, this is what I heard, so I'm just going to believe it. So you're kind of going into, you know, work with past lives and, and further energy work with other mediums and other people who are more in tune. At the level, I would say, you are there's some sort of honing of your skills that goes on. Have you, you know, have you taken? I don't want to say taken any classes. I'm assuming you've read a good amount of literature. What has your studying, preparation, and, and fine tuning of what you do? How does that kind of take place? Never ending. Probably it really isn't. I knew that I was doing what I needed to do because I love learning more about this. But mm-hmm. I have so many books and just writing them, highlighted things and sticking up here. And my books are like no us are just filled with like rambles of like what I'm learning and um new techniques and as far as like Studying like for an actual getting like certified in something. I'm working on getting certified in Reiki because I really, really, oh. really don't know. But you have to like start from the bottom and it's really beautiful. And I like personally don't have the time or energy or, yeah. or to put myself through a Reiki yeah. class because it's like, just, like three different stages. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, from, like, you are in like a master Reiki or Reiki master, and there's like a lot of this learning with the background to it. And like, I don't want to disrespect if I embolge myself that I'm not ready for it yet. Right. So for now, like my energy work that I do is more so just like me personally and something that I just kind of like have always known how to do. And that's another thing like trying to the past like is like everything that I've done in this life has come to me so quickly. Like I said I wanted to do tarot parts and I was doing tarot parts the first day. I said that I wanted to do like energy work and I didn't even really know what it was. And started doing that like as soon as somebody asked me if I could do it for them. I like I just them up right away and when I'd gone and had my past life read and um, digressing, uh, a lot of what she was saying was just like, yeah, it's just like you have a Shalhoub book and you're taking each book off and you're literally just dusting it off and you're looking at the title and you're like, oh yeah, I remember how to do that and you just look back. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, all of these life, you've either been spent, or you've been a medium, or you've been both, and she's like, this life is uh, going to be a pretty intense life with everything being, like, all put together. Like, you kind of gotten your hands in every little piece and there's a lot of things that like I do that I can just like literally pick up without even knowing and then when I look it up and am like oh that's the thing um, and I had asked another psychic and she was talking to me and gave me the same like analogy and I was like why did you give me that analogy and she was I don't know that's just how I see you like learning it and I was like okay like could I just tell her that I had somebody else telling all these things oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. yeah I just wanted to like see like what she had to say like her her own opinion and see if it lines up with the first lady that I'd gone to. And so then she starts talking to me some more and then she just starts saying like a lot of things that lined up exactly with um, that lady that had read me before and um, she also was like um, you should definitely be excited for your move and this was kind of before I didn't that I was giving an alliance to anybody she's like it's going to be a lot of fun especially just being like all on that island being secluded, getting out have the ocean there like, and she was just like I mean go and in. and I'm just like yeah okay. like, <laughs> you really know it all like yeah this is no joke you go. and so she definitely kind of gave me the confirmation I needed for being able to know but like the things that i already know, the things that I've already like, been a part of, um, like the different teachings and things kind of paved the way for um, people in my past lives that were also gifted and like feeling more comfortable with things. So a lot of the things that I do in my classes now, things that I've already learned or taught or created in my past lives, like my layout and my growing myself and helping grow this practice has been so much fun and like really exciting things Learn more about. Um, But yeah, you can never know. Well, it's crazy. It's just like the level of passion of which you describe all of these concepts that so many people have never even touch the surface of and it sounds like that's how you feel in a lot of regards the there's so much so much complex information so much spiritual divulgence that has to go on to like really get to the core of this practice and even when you get to the core of it you can always go deeper I read an article a couple of days ago kind of focused on the concept of passion and how usually passion stems from you know oh this is a nice thing I'm good at it and before you know it you are good at it so you chose it as opposed yeah. to choosing something that you have interest in that you might not speak to that per se and really dedicating all your time and it becomes addicting in a way. And So the whole concept of this series is Spark. So it's how people spark ideas and how people, you know, they're interested. Spark and how they grow them into a passion and how they grow that passion into something that they can do to kind of facilitate their survival in the material world with money or like a business. How have you kind of, you know, discerned, hey, i interest to passion, passion to career. I'm assuming it's still evolving. I keep on saying, I'm assuming, I'm assuming all these things, right? But how has the transition gone? Honestly, it was really, really hard. Kind of, I don't know. It's still really hard. When I first started out, it was just kind of friends and family and people that it's been recommended to me, and then it goes into kind of people that I'm like, okay, well I can charge like so charge forty bucks because or mm. twenty dollars is what I started out with, and twenty dollars is fine. So I started doing hat and then it became I became like really popular, and a lot of people were recommending me, and this was just all within like my tribe and within my small town. So I'm like, okay, forty dollars. Forty dollars now. So I started doing forty dollars and then my sessions were going long and like it just really wasn't worth how much time I was missing from getting to do other things that I was doing some money off of and so I'm like mm-hmm. I really need to kind of learn value myself and it actually took a client that really would abuse the time that I was giving her and my energy and calling me without scheduling and like all around she time to me to kind of decide to be like, All right <laughs> I'm setting time limits on our sessions and study um, like a specific size for like a couple different things that I offer so people don't feel like they only can get one thing. Um, yeah. But I had a healer that was just kind of like, how do you expect to help heal everybody the way that you're supposed to if you're not taking care of yourself? And, no, you're working a job that you don't love. You're exhausted from that. you trying to go out and heal all these people. Why don't you just create a sustainable life off of this so you can completely put all your focus in more and creating more and healing more instead of letting your time half back between the job you hate and you're exhausted from and what you're truly passionate it was like, okay, never mind, bumping my prices up. I'm gonna do this full time. I quit my job, and I just decided that this was, if this is my calling, and this is my calling, and that's what I'm gonna do. But I mean, it's crazy misconception with, with monetization of craft and of services that it comes from you know a materialistic place, a selfish place. I want to help people. A lot of times is where you know services and craft come from. I want to help people. I want to contribute to the world. Be it art, you know, whatever. But how am I going to do my best and, and keep my sanity, keep my balance. If I'm not charging or if I'm not, you know, really placing value, oftentimes it's it's monetary value on the work I do. What I do just stretch so thin? I definitely experience that with photography and edited session for two, three hours on Lightroom, to Photoshop, to this and then people have countless requests. It's it's endless. And if you don't set limits for yourself, You'd be absolutely walked. I don't know, as someone who's relatively empathetic do self wanna help people and I say it's no problem and I got it, but it, it feels terrible and people you give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're going to be going to be kind to you and going to be considerate but that's not always the case and, and I don't think people are it's people or anything, but I, people can be extremely inconsiderate. I right? to place time limits and to place a price on what you do because what you do is awesome. And I think there needs to be more reward for, for good work out there. I would honestly say that might be the hardest part of having a service that you want to create into a business. How do I go about monetizing it without stepping on toes, being considerate to other people, to my clients. But they're too big. Oftentimes, if you don't set boundaries, people will just treat you inconsiderately and manage. So it's it's really a catch-22. It's an interesting topic. (laughs) I guess kind of in light of that, your outreach is like, you know, the middle of Washington, you know, eastern Washington, How yeah. how you utilize social media to extend your outreach, to you know, do your work when you are afar. I was on a social media cleanse. I was going to do it for mm-hmm. years. My dad got me. I was on six months um, and I had, had no social media whatsoever um, and I loved it. I I don't think I've ever been so happy. I think yeah. I remember that. and It's just like I've been thinking about it for a while and I my dad said something like oh my gosh you're always in your phone you couldn't go a day without social media and I was like watch me go a year and so that's a go. That's yeah media. and so I did six months and then I just kind of like came to the realization of like I live in a generation that is so solely based off of having a platform that's like free advertisement mm-hmm. um and so like So we were about to move my dad wanted me to get back on social media so he could kind of see what we were doing and like on his two posts the beach and stuff. So I'm like, Okay. Who wouldn't though? I I mean is he just trying to torture himself? Sorry, I'm not there, but it's <laughs> funny. Exactly. And so I got back on, and it really just kind of started with, like, Instagram stories, which is an art form. People put so much thought into their Instagram stories being, like, aesthetically pleasing. Like, I work really hard to make sure that mine looks, when you look at it, like, oh, that looks professional, or that looks like something I'm intrigued by. Well, or yeah. I like the way that this is laid out, and I will screenshot people's stories if I like the way that they... Thank <laughs> you did their layout Interesting. and I have this back because I'm like, okay, let's well, say that I really like to say that theirs I not want to completely copy it but I definitely want to take some core features out of this mm-hmm. and incorporate it into my business and so I think a lot of it is all about the way that you brand yourself and the way that you kind mm-hmm. of market like, that aesthetically pleasing look um, and I struggled with that for a really, really long time I was taking a class called Kasekikotomy for Interfolder and so I'm taking that through them um, and they're like, okay, we're building the logo, we're building a website, like, we're doing all of these things about us, like, framing yourself, and I just was like, I can't figure out the shape I want, I can't figure out the look I want, this is getting so frustrating, like, I was just getting so upset and time, like, literally one, like, three in the morning one day, oh, that's it, creating <sighs> my logo created my feed, like, posted it off to, like, our, like, classes Facebook page that we have so we can kind of all keep ourselves, like, accountable and, like, up to date on things. And I was like, there we go. God, they're all. Everybody was like, that looks really good. Like, I can see why you're taking so long to, like, kind of, like, launch this. Where I'm at right now it's just in the beginning stages of really seeing where all of these things I don't think people think about when they are about to start their own little business. We are really tech savvy. It's so bizarre, especially with talked about earlier with self promotion and advertising. Another point you made that I think is really valuable, especially for anyone that listens to this podcast, is your choice to really delve into the marketing aspect of what you do on social media by yourself and solitarily. We're not I mean at 21 especially, not everyone is in a position where they can hire a graphic designer or hire a social media specialist. It's hard because I guess myself I'm very much a creative. But for someone who might not have like taken graphic design classes before who's not been like an artist since they were a child I'm very impressed with the work you've <laughs> done and I think that it's even more motivating how you really with anything with, you know, your, your psychic work, with your social media marketing, how you drop it, you go at some point and say, I'm going to be a student of whatever I want to be good at. It's really, it's crazy. Just everything from now, yeah, screen finding This it just looks good. I mean, you should see my, my stage tab on Instagram. It's just all in, oh, right? Exactly. <laughs> Everywhere. And it's a great tool. And honestly, the more social media expands, the worse it gets in a lot of fields. And, and honestly, the better it is and the more helpful it is. It's a rough debate. Every feature that they come up with on Instagram is either so toxic <laughs> in so many ways and upsets so many people, be it algorithms pertaining to people's preferences or over marginalization people's faces and these you know false promotions I really admire what Ingrid and the ladies that you Academy are doing It's really trying to be honest like I've never seen it I know about the earnest people who are going to utilize social media for something other than a book buck. the difference between actual promotion of things that can help other people and the promotion of tools in the business world it's nice to see kind of a recurrence of that you know it for good it's on a good path I was see Academy really to help you particularly any kind of the analytics identification. I definitely had a harder time because I've been wanting to listen to a stuff that is going to be able to really help me brand myself because the was feeling just really lost but knowing what I wanted. Um and I quit my job. And so that popped up and like for the first time it was something that I was like, oh wow. Like right, this is something that I really feel good about and I feel aligned with and I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be at. And so I said yes, and signed up for the class, and I knew that, like, I was putting in a nice chunk of money that I needed to, like, really stay accountable. They just to kind of help me bring myself in a way of knowing that, like, what I need for me is totally okay and that I can completely go whichever route I want to go and that they'll help the with kind of like everything that you work into just you and making you feel comfortable and to be able to move forward in where you see this business going and okay you need help with your logo let me help you with your logo like they've been so side by side helpful this entire time and not like okay like you never feel like you're an inconvenience. you have a group of people around you that are building you up and wanting to see the best for you and um, it's like you want to see the best for them in their business. It's just this all-around such a good community for being able to help teach you how to use the keywords. I'm like, okay, when you're getting search on the internet, what are your keywords? What do you want to pop up? And you are getting research. Sure. Okay. Now you want to have this color theme Okay. Can you maintain this color scheme? They just all around you, all of the little bits and pieces. Not letting you just play all out there by yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Such a good job of like making sure you that you're okay, and it's just mm-hmm. then genuinely asking for you. I care for you, and I want to see you succeed. It, it pays itself forward to you help to enrich a business then give back to people in your community and they give you back to the community by helping people like yourself. I mean, it's just a chain of reactions. It's just, as long as we're all helping each other in some way and enriching each other in some way, we'll live in a better world where our communities will be better. First step is sometimes to the hardest thing but sometimes when you enable someone else to do their job and give back to the world, you pretty much open your mind up to other ways you can help people. Yeah have a better outreach in your case. I'm so glad that your team of our conversation is sort of as you flow but I think it's a good final statement to just really think about how it's okay to struggle a little bit, how it's never perfect yeah. um, and being really able to put yourself in the student and the kind of learning mindset. I think, yeah, I mean, I think when you have good intentions and to anyone who is an entrepreneur or a small business owner, or a creative, sometimes it gets hard and oftentimes it maintains difficulty, but if you have good intentions, I think it'll all work out. It'll all shake out. It's not saying that you should sit back and wallow in your sorrow and expect the world to plan your path for you. But if you, you know, if you are in a hard place and you're really trying to reach out and develop, it'll all come. It's, sometimes it's a waiting game, but it all shakes out. Patience is key. Well, that is a great note to kind of end off on. Everything from the trials and of being someone with a gift, developing an interest and then passion and then eventually a business and you meet the goal. of like, okay, it's going to be rough from here on out, but I just got to maintain the course and it will only keep on getting better and better with periods mm-hmm. of so, employment mm-hmm. and air. Well, thank you so much, Jocelyn. It has been beyond a pleasure to speak with you and to work with you in healing. And I, I suggest everybody go check out Jocelyn's Instagram and her developing website and brand. It's just J-O-C. E E O Y. Oh yes. And then more is M O. Zero R-E Definitely go check her out She's on to big things And is constantly growing and developing And she can Just help you Do the same You won't regret it <laughs> Yes If you are still Listening to this podcast Feel free to Just DM on the Girl Gang 20 And I'll give you 20% off for Any session That you want to Book with me If you're still Listening to this Thank you Thank you so much From the both of us We're really Looking to grow This podcast And with the Girl Gang Collective Expand our outreach In 18. entrepreneurs, business women of any kind, creative. I want to fuse them together. And I think there's been a lot of things that have led Jocelyn and I together as myself being a creative and her being a business owner. It's nice to kind of have the conversation. And we have a lot in common. We all have so much more in common than we think. So it's yes, been a pleasure, exactly. as always, Jocelyn. Thank you for this.